0: Mascot? This is Movie Fighters, the show where Chris Sims and I, Matt Wilson, we watch movies and we beat them up. And on the show this month, it's December, it's Christmas time, it's holiday season, which means it's time for us to watch a Christmas movie. But this year, we decided to do something slightly different than what we normally do.
1: Can I tell uh, people what you said when I yeah,
0: requested yeah. a film? Yes.
1: I said, hey, what's the name of that new movie where David Harbour plays Santa, but he's in a Die Hard? And you said, that movie is called It's Still in Theaters, and I don't want to pay money to watch it, so we'll do it next year. All yep. in quotes.
0: Yep. <laughs> that's uh, That's pretty much it. We thought about watching Violent Night, but it is still in theaters. And so uh, that'll that'll be next year. That'll be next year's movie. So instead, we decided to watch a couple of uh, Disney Plus Christmas specials. So Some what? Walt Disney Company. Walter Disney Incorporated Organization Edition. Streaming Uh, service.
1: I believe someone on our Discord called it the uh, Walter Elias Walt Disney Animation Studios Incorporated Edition Network.
0: Yeah. Uh, We're watching some Christmas specials from that. Uh, We we looked at a big list of all the new streaming Christmas movies from this year. And the one that caught our eye is a stop-motion mickey mouse special uh that is called mickey saves christmas so we're going to be watching that one and uh, then we're also going to talk about the guardians of the galaxy holiday special and uh, that adds up to about the runtime of a film more or less yeah so chris when we were looking at the list of streaming specials from this year, the new list. The Mickey thing really got your attention. I'm I'm curious to know what uh, what struck you so much about it.
1: Well, Matt, as you know, I am a uh, big fan of the Rankin-Bass uh, stop-motion holiday specials. Uh, yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, You're Without a Santa Claus, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Not so much Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey, but it's in there. It's. It is one of them. It's one of them, but I love those, and I always like. I I feel like they never should have stopped making them, because I feel like stop motion fell out of fashion before it really really got its chance to shine. I mean, I know, like you know, we've got Leica Studios, you know, stuff like Coraline and 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 that, uh, which are are great. Kubo, like those movies, look amazing, but I I really. Because it's so prominent, I always associate it with Christmas. Uh, so, yeah. getting a new stop motion special was a, a big, a big thing for me.
0: What I find interesting is that the Walter E. Disney Animation Studios edition network.
2: Picked up on
0: a nostalgia thing that wasn't for Disney and decided to make a special based on that. I feel like that's something Disney would only have done in the past ten years or so. You know what i mean it It feels like Disney, for most of its existence, anytime it does anything nostalgic. It is for Disney product, yes. So, so this surprised me a little bit of being like a, a clear Rankin Bass nostalgia play.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, I also have a strong association with with Mickey Mouse with Christmas because I, I again, as you know, I have very fond memories of Mickey's Christmas Carol.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mickey's Christmas Carol is is widely regarded as a classic. I mean it's it's something I think we've all seen uh again and again. It's not my favorite version of a Christmas carol, but I, I even have like some nostalgic associations with it. So so yeah, I guess it's like a mix of Disney nostalgia and non Disney nostalgia. You know you've reached a point as an unstoppable mega corporation when your nostalgia products are for things other companies did forty years ago, fifty years ago, and not right. just you,
1: you—I seem to be going into this with a much more charitable attitude than you are, Matt. <laughs> It's—it's not that I don't think
0: I'll enjoy it. I just—I just find it to be a, a strange. I don't know. I always kind of have this feeling about Disney stuff, like that's that's like so Disney. Because like i i would I would say I didn't grow up as a Disney kid. Because I did. I mean, I watched like you know Wonderful World of Disney on ABC and all of that kind of stuff. But if I had to pick my team, it would either be. Looney Tunes or Muppets way before I'd put it way, way ahead of like the classic original Disney characters, you know,
1: this again is very funny because usually I'm the one who insists on a side.
0: (laughs) True. But we've watched like Muppets Christmas specials, not for, I don't think it was for Movie Fighters. I think it was for War, Rocket, Ajax. We definitely talked about the Lady Gaga
1: and the Muppets Christmas special, which I, is the kind of thing that I, I think I said at the time, Like, I want that to be like 10 years from now to watch a YouTube video where it's like, yeah, this actually happened.
0: There was also a, a Muppet Family Christmas. The classic, the which best. Which is more from our childhood basically untouchable. Yeah, pretty much. Uh and like those are those are my real nostalgia points for TV specials in addition to Rankin Bass and stuff. So it, it's not necessarily that I have bad expectations of this Mickey special. I I just want to give my uh impressions up front of what I think what I think this might be going for. And I'll be interested to see if it is doing those things or if it's doing something, something different.
1: Okay. Well, we can go ahead and, and jump on into it.
0: Yeah. Just to, quickly, uh quickly, this was directed by David H Brooks, who has done uh, a lot of animated things. Uh, most recently, uh, the director of the TV series Ultra City Smiths, which is a stop mo- motion was a stop motion thing with dolls, an AMC show. Uh, also directed the animation sequences of Captain Underpants Mega Blissmus. Ugh. The Eptic Tales of Captain Underpants. Uh Dinosaur Office and a bunch of Saturday Night Live uh, animated things. So that could be interesting. And the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, I think folks know about. Uh, It is a Guardians of the Galaxy story that takes place between Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Volume 3, which is yet to be released as of the recording of this episode. And... uh, was an hour long. Is an hour long special on Disney Plus, directed by James Gunn. Yes, and starring the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy. You know it's about starring it. Starring Dave Batista, and and who plays Mantis? <laughs> uh, Pom Clementif, I believe is how you say her name. Yes, Star- starring
1: those two with special appearances by the rest of the cast.
0: Yeah, it's it is specifically a Drax and Mantis story. That is true. And Kevin Bacon, but we'll get to that. And interestingly, Gamora does not appear. But we'll talk about it when we get to it. Uh but Chris, yes, let's let's uh let's fire it up. Let's watch uh Mickey Saves Christmas. All right, let's do it. Which we haven't seen. We've both already seen the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, correct? Uh, but Chris, before we get to it, we do have to do the hottest segment in all of podcasting, and you know what oh, yeah. it is. I do. It's snack situation. Snack
2: situation. What's the snacking
0: on? Chris, what are you snacking on for Mickey Saves Christmas? Well, Matt, we're doing this in midday. We are. Uh,
1: so. I I'm not I'm not eating. I got a I got a bagel for breakfast. Uh
0: which was delicious. I also had a bagel sandwich for brunch. Nice, delicious. Nice, I nice. made it myself. Watched uh, ate a bagel, watched the World Cup. It was great. I uh, saw Argentina take take the take the the trophy.
1: Uh genuinely an incredible soccer game. Yes. Fantastic. P- played to played to a draw. Went to the to the shootout. Incredible. Hollywood uh stuff. So I'm just having a cup of, of tea for my for my nominal snack. Uh that is a uh hot cinnamon sunset tea. Which is weird they call it hot cinnamon sunset, but it is it's got caffeine in it, it's black tea. So trying to drink it last night, couldn't sleep last night, didn't didn't even drink the tea. Matt woke up at two, didn't get it back to sleep till five. What's up with that? I don't what know. What is up with
2: that? Maybe we need some sleepy time tea. Here's my question, Chris, because I think we can count the bagel.
1: What'd you get on that bagel? I got the the artisan from uh, the local bagel shop. Rise, not to be confused with my former local biscuit and donut shop. Rise, right. Uh An everything bagel with uh, uh, bacon, egg, and
0: uh, Havarti cheese. Oh, nice very similar to the bagel sandwiches i make here at home uh, often uh i i made a bagel sandwich mere uh like maybe 90 minutes ago and uh made one for marlene and myself hers had bacon egg and cheddar on it uh mine had sausage egg and havarti and uh I use the Linder's plain bagels uh to make mine but um occasionally when we go out we'll get like an everything or onion or sesame seed bagel. But I feel like at home the safe bet is just just the plain bagel. You're going to throw it in the toaster. Uh but my snack situation is something different from that, Chris. Yesterday I uh drove out to meet some friends. Two bins. And their wives, uh, my right. buddy Ben Kelly and Ben Fowler. You saw two Bens come sailing in. Uh, on, well, on, what, a week before Christmas Day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ben
0: Fowler does not Those eat... Those
2: two Bens went out with Matt.
0: <laughs> and they ate some well, bagels. Well... We did not eat bagels. We ate barbecue from Red Bridges Barbecue. And uh, I brought some cookies. And I happen to know that uh, my friend Ben Fowler does not eat uh, peanuts of any kind or cannot be around anything with peanuts. uh, Severe allergy. So I got some cookies from uh, my local supermarket that were labeled as not having been made. In a facility that processes nuts uh, in any way. They're uh, chocolate-frosted, uh, I guess you'd call them sugar cookies. I mean, they're kind of just chocolate-frosted cookies with sprinkles on top. They're called holiday cookies. Uh, and I'm having one or two. And uh, delicious, soft, lovely cookies. So that's what I'm having, Chris, for my snack situation. All right. If you would like to follow along with us and watch Mickey Saves Christmas, you can fire up Walt Disney Animation Studios Plus uh, if you are a subscriber and watch along with us. I also believe it is on Huey Lewis streaming service. Either one, you feel compelled uh, to watch it on. Uh, You can watch if you like. The Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special is also on Disney Plus. Uh, But Whatever you choose to do, we are going to take a pause here, uh, watch Mickey Saves Christmas, come back and talk about it, and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And we are back from watching Mickey Saves Christmas. Which is short, but I do have to say, has a visual style that isn't maybe necessarily the Rankin Bass stop motion visual style, but is kind of like ref- refreshingly old fashioned, I suppose. Chris, I don't know if you noticed this, but one thing I noticed in some of the, like, close-up shots of Mickey, so the Mickey model used in this is sort of like an actual toy model, where the face is, like, plastic or something like that, and then his head and ears are felt. hmm And clearly the black felt just got everywhere. <laughs> Because <laughs> yep. from shot to shot, you could see the felt moving around, like felt lint. <laughs> I yep. enjoyed that. That was maybe my favorite thing about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, Mickey's shitting.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, Matt, before we started recording, mm-hmm. when I sat down and I connected to this phone call, I told you that having a dog is great for people who have depression. This is a well-known fact, but a lot of people are like, you know, it's because oh, if you have something to care for, you'll you'll take care of yourself better. Like it'll get you out of bed uh, if you if things are bad. You know, you've got a, a companionship there. Uh, all that's true. For me, in particular, uh, it's good because if I'm listening to a song about a dog and I start crying, I remember that I have not taken my
0: meds. It's a nice reminder. So right before.
1: We started recording the show, I had been listening to the song Puppies Are Forever, uh, a Christmas song by uh, problematic musical artist Sia, Mm -hmm. and getting, just just maybe tearing up a little bit, thinking about my own puppy, uh, Biscuit, and how much I love her, and I was like, oh right, really gotta take my meds. And so I did that right before we started recording, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing I did that, but because otherwise this stealth turns into uh a a a little let's let's talk about spending time
0: with your dog at the end it is ultimately a celebration of dogs specifically pluto not so much goofy this is a celebration of dogs that bark and don't wear clothes not bo- dogs that talk. Dogs tar- that know their place. Not dogs that talk and drive a sedan. Like Goofy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, we would not have this problem if we had just stuck with Horace
2: Horse it's true. it's true. Mickey's original friend.
0: So, the plot of this special, we can get through uh, pretty quick. Chris so yeah. so let's spin through it. Uh we open on the town of Hot Dog Hills. Is 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 Hot Dog Hills something from
2: like Disney lore? Not that
1: I know of. I assumed Hot Dog Hills was like the neighborhood where all these children lived. But like It's not like a Duckburg situation, I don't think. Like, I think Mickey does live in a place. Like, I I mean, what a weird sentence. I think Mickey's town does have a name, but I think it's like Mouston. Which might explain why all of the iconography is Mickey.
0: Okay, apparently Hot Dog Hills is the town where Mickey lives in Mickey Mouse Mixed Up Adventures. Okay. Like one That's of the weird
1: name for a town.
0: One of the Disney Channel, like the most recent Disney Channel Mickey show. Okay, so not it. the one that has
1: the like the the uh, Seriano animation, which is great.
0: No, this is like all like computer animated. Okay, uh, stuff, and according to the Disney Wiki. The twenty-second episode is "Holiday in Hot Dog Hills." So, Hot Dog Hills is so, like not original to this, but anyway, there's a town called Hot Dog Hills, and the first thing we see is all of our favorite Disney characters decorating a tree and singing about how much they love Christmas.
2: I mean, and how beautiful! Demonstrably
0: untrue
1: map <laughs> uh, Scrooge not here yeah that's true Cloud Strife
0: not here uh, that's Cloud Strife famously of of uh, Kingdom Hearts yeah Oswald
1: Lucky Rabbit not here correct they did get him back though they got the rights back
0: The the story. crew as they appear in this film or special, are Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Daisy Duck, Goofy, but not Goofy's son,
2: whose name I forgot. Never watched it, so.
0: You never watched Goof Troop? No, I did. But I forget the name of his son. Well, you're younger than me. It was like Josh,
1: or something like that. It's weird if your name is Goofy for you to name your son Josh.
2: It's, oh, it's Max. His name is Max. Uh,
0: I don't know why I thought it was Josh. <laughs> his, his name is revealed in Goof Troop also to be Goofy Goof.
1: What? Like, is that a nickname? Like, you know, like, sometimes I call my wife
0: silly. <laughs> the- Very rarely. Goofy's full name on Goof Troop is Goofer G. Goofy in quotation marks. Goof. I hate that. (laughs) I hate that.
1: And I hate knowing it.
0: (laughs) Uh, And his son is Maximilian Max Goof. Also hate that. Hmm. That's that's what it is. Uh, Pluto is also there. And uh, and so that's that's the group of Disney characters that we mainly have. Even though lots of uh, secondary Disney characters are in the background, like I think the Pete family is there. Pete is there. Yeah, yeah. But but being
1: nice, not causing trouble. Yeah, being a, a good citizen. Dancing mostly. Yeah. With uh, what's what's the what's the cow lady's name? Is that Clara?
0: Clarabel? I think that is Clarabel, yes. And also, several children are mentioned as living in the town, including one child named Elray, Who's an elephant. Yeah. Elray the king.
2: The king. Maybe that's Bavar.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I was right, by the way. Clarabel Cow. Clarabel Cow, yeah. One thing we noticed from the start is that everything, all the time, everywhere, is in the shape of Mickey's head. Yes.
1: Um, what? Okay. Here's a short list of things that I noticed that were shaped like Mickey's head: Christmas wreaths, the yep. street lights. Yes. A clock. The the clock, electrical plugs, which does make sense because those, like, I kept asking you, Matt, how would you like to live in a world where street lights were shaped like your own head? But just yours, not anybody else's. And my reply was the main
0: character of Asheville. <laughs> my reply was that would be really hard to do because I do not have a distinctly shaped head. Yeah, but if I saw
1: if I saw a lamp that was in the shape of your head, I would be like, that was like Matt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it would uh, have to be a really.
1: You like look like faces. Uh, see uh, Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics for more on that.
0: Yeah. It would have to be a really distinct detailed shaped street lamp is all I'm saying to be recognizably my head. They would also have little word balloons that say I'm Matt Wilson. Oh, well that helps, yeah. I'm um, Matt D Wilson. It would be weird. I I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Electrical outlets, the
1: button that lights up the Christmas tree. Uh m- many things
0: are shaped like Mickey's head. When a hole opens up in ice, it is the shape of Mickey's head. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> the amount of the things shaped like Mickey's head. Like it's it's like they live at Disney World. The yeah. only place where that many things are shaped like Mickey Mouse's head. Not these aren't hidden Mickeys.
2: Absolutely not. These are just Mickeys. They're, the they're, water tower. The water tower, also. These are overt Mickeys.
0: Absolutely overt. Yes. So, after they light the Christmas tree, we cut to Mickey's cabin, which he has gone to great lengths to decorate uh, for Christmas, because he really wants to impress Santa. This is his stated reason for going to such great lengths to put many, many lights on his cabin
1: he and, has surrounded his house with a ring of christmas lights um but then added two smaller rings
0: of christmas lights uh in the shape of his own head yes you know what that means yeah the the rest of the the gang of his pals show up at the cabin and they tell mickey how impressed they are uh with all the work he's done on his lights and they go inside and uh celebrate And Mickey takes a selfie with his smartphone, which has a logo on it. Instead of the Apple logo, it's his own head. And the cameras on the back are in the shape of his own head. It's also wild that he has a smartphone, because the calendar on the wall says 1985.
2: Which is weird. And kind of unexplained. I don't know what that's a reference to.
1: I mean, it's a reference to the year 1985, Matt. Back to the Future? It's a reference to the year of our Lord,
0: 1985. Yeah. I mean, you would think it was the year that Mickey's Christmas Carol came out, but it's not. Mickey's Christmas Carol came out in 1983. Yeah.
2: So, I have no idea why it says 1985. And Mickey absolutely has a smartphone. Yeah, I don't know, um, buddy. Uh,
1: everybody decorates. They finish up the decorations. They they're like, it's time for us to go to bed because uh, we want to stay up and see Santa, uh, or, or we want we want Santa to come, and so we got to be asleep. Yeah. Uh, so the, the uh, Minnie, Minnie and Daisy. Did we actually say who it was it's It's Mickey Goofy.
0: we did. We need
1: Donald and Daisy,
0: yeah, we did yeah i just I just found out that Daisy Duck. I don't know if this is the 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 norm as far as Daisy goes lately, but in this special, Daisy Duck is voiced by Deborah Wilson.
1: I love Deborah wilson yeah even even though she joined the n w o look. It was that time. Everybody was joining the NWO. You might have to cut this out. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but we did have the... Uh, I, I almost had the opportunity to work with De- uh, Deborah Wilson on, on something. Uh-huh. Um, and I could not wait to ask her about turning on Will Sasso and joining the NWO. <laughs> I, think
0: that's, I think that's vague enough that we can keep it in. She is currently the voice of Daisy Duck. Good for her. That's good yeah, work. That is good work. She's an excellent voice actress. Yeah, uh, Tony Anselmo is has been Donald Duck for how long? A long, long time. Yeah, a, a, a minute. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, uh, I mentioned this while we were watching. I think I would like Mickey more if if he had a normal voice. Yeah, but it's I don't not... know, Like, who who do you think Mickey should sound like? Um, uh, me. Mm. It, he's so just, you don't uh, want your head to be shaped like things. <laughs> you don't want things to be shaped like your head, but you do want Mickey to sound like you.
0: Yeah. Okay. He could just sound like me, like I sound right now. Like, imagine if Mickey Mouse, if this was the voice coming out of Mickey Mouse. Give me an audition read real quick. We'll send this in to Bob. Okay. Bob, if you're listening, here we go. Ha ha. Hi, everybody.
2: I'm Mickey. Wow, Pluto, go get that bone. That's the real meaning of Christmas. It's not about all the decorations, it's about who you spend it with. There you go. I did some sides. That's good, we'll get that over to Bob. Yeah. Bob, Let's
1: see. Think it over. I think you might have a better shot with Bobby.
0: We'll see. <laughs> They're both named Bob, so it's hard
2: <laughs> to yeah.
0: distinguish. But yeah, uh, Brett Iwan, or Ewan is the voice of Mickey Mouse, by the way. Has been for uh, quite, a few, quite a few years. I think Waylon Jennings. Ooh, that would be good. I mean, you'd have to get somebody to do a Waylon Jennings impression, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin Robrock is the voice of Minnie, and Bill Farmer is both Goofy and Pluto. Toby Huss could do
1: could do a Waylon Jennings, I bet. Toby
0: Huss should just be Mickey. Yeah, probably. Toby Huss just doing his regular voice should be Mickey. Yeah, that's a good idea. Be great.
1: Here's the weird thing: like, whenever I read Mickey comics, I always read him with that voice, what, like this voice. Like, oh, uh, oh, I'm Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I never read Donald with that voice. I never read Donald with Donald's voice. Well, Comics Donald is just a guy. Yeah, Comics Donald just isn't a pain in the ass to read. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, at one point, Minnie's like, I've already left out Santa's cookies and milk, and Donald's eating cookies. And he goes, these are for Santa? And it's like, Donald, is this your first Christmas? (laughs) I know it's not. You were in one in 1983,
0: at least. And at least a couple episodes of DuckTales. Donald Donald forgets. He's he's sometimes he just doesn't remember.
1: I mean, it's also to be entirely fair. uh, Donald, like, he's basically at a Christmas party and there's cookies sitting out, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, but that made me Google: Can ducks eat chocolate? Because he's clearly eating chocolate chip cookies. Uh, the answer is no. Do, do not. No
0: animals can eat chocolate. Well, for other reasons, you googled can reindeer eat chocolate? Yeah, which they also cannot do. Yeah,
1: basically, no animals can eat chocolate. Dogs obviously can eat chocolate. Mice, I didn't. I didn't look, but what I found said most animals find uh, the the chemicals in chocolate to be toxic.
2: Yeah, except uh, uh, so humans, definitely... we can't
0: fucking get enough of it. Uh, Definitely true for cats, because I have a cat that loves sweets, and so we have to keep them away from her at all times. Anyway, Mickey goes outside and uh, starts playing with a bone with Pluto, just to play with Pluto a bit before bed. A squirrel. Is it a squirrel or a chipmunk? It's a squirrel. It's a squirrel. Because uh, you said something about, why is that not Chip or Dale? And I said, because it cannot speak.
1: Yeah, but like it should. like Chip and
0: Dale folk with people's holidays all the time. Just ask Donald Duck about that. <laughs> uh, so a squirrel takes the bone that's been thrown for Pluto and goes running off into the woods with it, leading to – for Mickey to give chase – And through a series of events, Mickey, by the way, while this is happening, is trying to fix one of the lights that went out on his house because he thinks if one of the lights is out, it won't impress Santa. So uh, through a series of catastrophes, uh, the lights get all tangled up and messed up just as Santa is arriving, leading for Santa, when he lands on the roof... The reindeer get tangled up in the lights and fall. The harness breaks, uh, holding the reindeer, and Santa's sleigh goes rolling down a hill. The bag of presents falls out of the sleigh, slides onto some ice, some thin ice, and falls through the ice into the water. Ruined. Gone. All those presents. Gone. And,
2: obviously, Pluto feels terrible about this. He feels as though he
0: has ruined Christmas. And Santa says, well, what we're going to have to do... Santa, who has a dog nose, by the way. Because he's in a Disney story. Yeah. Santa says, well, what we're going to have to do is go back to the North Pole and get some new presents and bring them back. Ho, ho, ho. I guess Santa has time to do that. Do You said that like you're his
1: fucking manager. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you've got time to lean,
0: <laughs> Santa. I'm just saying, this Santa seems to have a lot of extra time built into his Christmas Eve night. I mean, this Santa seems to only be delivering presents to one town also.
1: I mean, Matt, Santa, like, I mean, traditionally Santa has time. To do the things he needs to do. Yeah, the kind of whole deal, is that he can get it all done in one night.
0: Traditionally, he has just enough time. I hang up like this. He is not rushing, is what I'm saying. He's like, just go back to the North Pole. We'll get some more presents and bring them back. We made extras. And it'll be fine. So they start to leave, and Santa notices that one of his reindeer, Prancer, is not there, Pluto has taken Prancer's place in uh, on the sleigh.
1: They notice that when they get back to the North Pole,
0: yeah, that's right yeah uh but- uh Prancer is back at the cabin, having a grand old time playing up on the housetop on the record player and drinking drinking milk and eating cookies, which have chocolate in them, yeah. Which should not, if you're going to leave something out for the reindeer, leave Carrot. Santa says, Well, I got to go back and get Prancer. All of you stay here and, and wrap up the gifts and, and get them ready to go. So Santa and Mrs. Claus go back to the cabin looking for Prancer, while Mickey, Minnie, Daisy, Donald, and Goofy all uh, stay behind. All of them takes a little extra time to sing a song and change clothes into elf costumes before wrapping up these extra gifts. Oh, by the way, Santa has mentioned that the elves are—it's uh, their day off. They—they've all been given time off to spend Christmas with their families.
1: Which Wait. you were surprised by, but which makes sense because, like, you know, their they're part of the job is done.
0: Yeah, I, at first I was like, what. And then I was like, well, actually, yeah, that would be their day off. Like That is the day for them to take off. That makes sense. So, the elves aren't working. Mickey, Minnie, Daisy, Donald, Goofy all work on getting the presents wrapped. Even though they hit a few snags along the way, like the machinery doesn't want to cooperate with Donald, they get it all done and they get it bagged up. Santa and Mrs. Claus, meanwhile, are looking for Prancer and can't find her. She's not outside the cabin. She's not in the woods. They have to go through a whole process of remembering that Prancer hates the cold.
1: Which I took a lot of issue with, because Prancer lives at the North Pole. Yeah. Like, that's if Prancer doesn't like the cold, Prancer's
0: miserable. All the time. Yeah. Unless there's like a heated stable or something.
1: Do you think Prancer um, sleeps in the bed with Mr. and Mrs. Claus? You know, that would be sweet. We were talking uh, yesterday about um, if Pokemon were real. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, like how I, I was like, yeah, if Pokemon were real, my life would be a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> because I already am getting, like, spend every night getting slowly shoved out of the bed by this little 50 pound dog. Imagine if it was a a, a six-foot-long glacier with feet. Yeah, Avalug. Imagine yeah. Avalug cuddling up in your bed. Imagine Snorlax in your bed.
0: Snorlax would just be the bed. Yeah. Which sounds pleasant, actually. After remembering that Prancer hates the cold, they realize that she's probably inside the cabin. So they go in and get her but they've taken they've taken a long time and pluto who's been guarding the door to the workshop sees just a twinkling star in the sky i theorize that it was the north star that the wise men followed to find our lord not not to correct you but not the north star
1: wait which which star was it just a star it, yeah it was a special star cuz i mean first of all it led them West. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) They were were from Orient, Matt.
0: Yeah. The Three Kings.
1: Yeah, it was a magic
0: star. It was a Christmas star. The Christmas star. Yeah, we'll just say it was the Christmas star.
1: That's what it was.
0: Yeah. Magic star. Anyway, Pluto sees a star and thinks that it's Santa, and again flips out and causes uh, things to go haywire. But it's okay, because... Minnie knows how to untie a bow, like it ends with everybody get getting accidentally tied up in a huge bow, but Minnie knows how to untie a bow, so she just gets them out quickly. Minnie wears a bow in her hair, yeah, that's the joke that's the gag there that is the joke yeah uh it's pretty good so they they get out of the workshop with the bags of presents, they change clothes again. And find an old junker sleigh. Goofy refers to it as a junker. And quickly fix it up and get these two child-adolescent reindeer to try to pull it. Their names are Jingle and Jangle. Their names are Jingle and Jangle. They are – they're not babies, but they're not full-grown.
2: Yeah, they're little. They're child reindeer. They
0: they cannot uh pull the sleigh.
2: So Pluto
0: steps up and volunteers to help pull the sleigh. Then and Mickey remembers there's a whole part here where Mickey and the others remember that Christmas is about who you spend it with, not about how much you decorate.
1: Yeah. And this is where Mickey's like Oh, Pluto, it's you're, you're such a good dog wanting to wanting to to help pull this sleigh so we can get toys to El Rey and the rest of the kids. I, none of this would have happened if I had actually just you know gone outside and played fetch with you like I should have, instead of obsessing over the lights. If I would have just spent time with my little good dog.
0: And fortunately, my meds had kicked in by that point. <laughs> uh, so Pluto does manage to get the sleigh out of there, takes it back to Hot Dog Hills, uh, returns it to Santa, and uh, instead of just stopping at each house to deliver the presents, they just throw the presents down the chimneys. Like They're just flying over each house, and the presents are just... They're not even throwing them. They're just kind of magically coming off the sleigh and going down the chimneys. Uh, So they get all the presents delivered. Uh, Mickey and the rest go back to the cabin. They meet back up with Santa. Santa says, thank you. Uh, Flies off and says, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Uh, Spread some some Santa magic over the cabin in the shape of Mickey's head, of course. Uh, Cleaning up the mess that Prancer made inside the cabin and Mickey then sees the broken toy bone that he was trying to play with uh, Pluto with earlier and says oh buddy I got you a little something special at the workshop and he hands Pluto a new bone that's like candy cane colored Uh, and then they play and that's the end (laughs) Chris, you want to do high points and low points of this special now? Why don't we do high points and low points now? What are some I high I mean points? like look, we
1: can get through that
0: Guardian special in about 30 seconds, honestly. Well, I, we'll do separate high points and low points of the Guardian special though. Let's do high points and low points of the Mickey special, Mickey Saves Christmas. What what okay. are your high points?
1: This might sound weird, but uh I loved I love the stop motion animation in general, but I particularly loved how they uh, do the thing that I think is, is so hard in making Mickey mouse look right, which is that uh, they always cheat his ears towards the camera. Yeah. Which is like very thoughtful, I think. And like a, a great little detail that like I'm sure added so many hours to To this,
0: uh, to this production, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm sure it meant having multiple different Mickey models that they had to use.
1: I I just assume they just popped the ears off and popped them back on. You're probably right, but yeah, they like. I I, I love that they did that. Like, I thought all the stop motion stuff looked good, but like, especially that nice little touch to make it look right and to make everything. Like, an, it's a little detail that makes the whole thing look correct, which I do really appreciate. So I just accidentally uh, fast-forwarded the credits. The rigging consultant was named James Olsen, so maybe he got Superman to help.
0: Perhaps. Uh, an- along the lines of the stop-motion animation, something I really liked about the animation in this is that it's polished. Like, you could tell that it's a modern production, mm-hmm. that it was released in 2022 but it's not that polished there are little things like the felt lint and like when the presents uh sink down into the lake that are just like so obviously stop-motion-y and like aren't trying to hide it or make it too slick and i really like that
1: yeah it, it makes it look. It, it gives it like an authenticity and like a like it, it. It's a nice reminder that this is a thing that exists in a physical space. Yes, which yes. Uh, I really like, and I, I feel like the charm of that of knowing that like this was real, as opposed to being like in, like a lot of the you know CGI doesn't necessarily look fake, but it's also it doesn't look like it has existed in physical space. This does, and I think that's really nice.
0: Yeah, I think so too. The, like, there was one moment where Mickey was holding the harness or holding like the the reins of the sleigh. And it was obviously a shoestring. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Love it. <laughs> like, Love it. Very that, good stuff. Very good stuff. That's the shit I like to see. Um, the production company behind this is Stupid Buddy Studios, which is the production company that originated making Robot Chicken. Oh. Which makes perfect sense. Like Makes perfect sense. This looks better than any Robot Chicken I've ever seen. Oh, by a long shot. But it still has that kind of like, not homemade quality, but handmade quality. Handmade is a good way to describe it, yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing I enjoyed here is... Um, they really tried to get some new catchphrases over. I mean, look, maybe these catchphrases are in like the current Mickey Mouse shows on like Disney XD or whatever. But I'd never heard these before. <laughs> yeah. So, Minnie constantly saying bows and buttons or buttons and bows, buttons and bows, which is the name of a uh, well, I guess ribbons and bows is the name of a Christmas song. But she she says ribbons and bows
1: at one point later. When they're getting tied up by the ribbon, yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, they, oh, they really tried to get a a, a mini uh, a Daisy catchphrase over too. Daisy says quackers a lot. She says quackers, but then there was another one that she said, and now I forgot. <laughs> it would be pretty good if she said "holy fuck." I forget what it was now, but th- there was another Daisy catchphrase that they tried to to make a thing that I did appreciate. It was like doozers or something like that. I I appreciated it. Yeah, it, it was not too much to be annoying, as so much as to be annoying, but it was just enough for the, those to obviously be like attempts at new catchphrases. Very much so. Very much so. What have we got for low points
1: on this, Chris? I don't have a lot for low points. Like I liked it a lot. The the low. The worst thing I can say about it, like the lowest point I can give to it, is that none of the writing side of things is spectacular like there's no there's nothing that happened where we were like that got like a real big laugh out of either of us yeah uh there's nothing that you know is super compelling it's a very like pretty simple oh, we gotta save Christmas story, the kind of which. We've seen a million times. It it doesn't do anything new. It's perfectly acceptable and it's perfectly acceptably made as far as that goes, but it is like a McDonald's hamburger, you know? On that side of things.
0: It is. It's it's very much exactly the thing you expect. Yeah. But very much. No surprises here. I, on that, on that same level, like. If I were gonna complain about the plotting of this at all, it would just be that there's no urgency at all. <laughs> yeah, and that's—I mean—that's kind of what I expect from Disney stuff like this. Like, yeah.
1: and I, like, I—I kind of wonder if that was on purpose, just because it's like, yeah, we this is—you know—there needs to be some kind of conflict to drive the story, but it's mostly cozy.
0: Yeah, um, but honestly, my biggest low point, like, that's all fine. Like, I can totally accept that stuff. I'm not going to nitpick this to death. My biggest low point is that the songs are forgettable. A couple of forgettable songs, yeah. Yeah. I, I wish the music was better. Well, but aside from that, I think it, it does what it's meant to do perfectly well. Alright, Chris, let's pivot to the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Which, you are correct. it is. Uh, we can get through it pretty quick.
1: Yeah, we've been here for a hot minute. I don't mind blowing through this one. Um, Peter Quill is sad, so uh, Mantis and Drax decide that they're going to go get the great hero Kevin Bacon from Earth and bring him back to him for Christmas, not realizing that uh, that all of uh, Peter's stories about Kevin Bacon have been about movies that Kevin Bacon was in.
0: Right, not the real Kevin Bacon.
1: Not the real Kevin Bacon. And they are... A- they they do know what actors are because there is a very funny part where they find out he's an actor and they're disgusted, which I thought was actually a really good gag.
2: Yeah,
1: I think Drax like like vomits when he like he's like
0: when he finds out he's an actor. Uh, but so, so to give a little more of what is going on here, yeah. Since the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, they have. Purchased nowhere from the collector. They are the they, owners of they nowhere. They told the collector, didn't they? Well, they they explain it as being they bought the collector, or they bought nowhere from the collector. Okay, that's all I know. All right, and they're de- they're decorating nowhere for Christmas because this was Craglin's idea. Because Craglin, yeah, uh, there's a little animated section in this
1: yeah. that actually looks. It it's clearly it, it's rotoscoped. For sure, but the rotoscoping effect makes it look like fucking Don Bluth, you know, which I actually thought was kind of really cool that they make it look like something from the '80s. I thought it looked kind of like a video game. Honestly, is that because like it looked to you like Dragon's Lair? I guess
0: so. Yeah. Yeah uh whatever the case either way it, in the animated segment we Craglin tells this story about how Peter after he got taken away told uh everybody on the ship Craglin and others about Christmas and how Christmas was this thing and so they start celebrating Christmas and Craglin uh, gives Peter a gift, and then Yondu comes in and says, "You don't need that," and throws away the gift. I hate I hate Christmas,
3: Yondu. Yep. Christmas, ah, I'm we. I got, I got a very complicated fatherly relationship with you, where I am clearly abusive, but I was also raised in a in a bad society. And these complexities are often used for laughs to cover up the fact that this is, in fact, a complicated and unfortunately realistic relationship that many people in the audience might have with
0: their family. And also, sometimes I'm sweet. And those are those moments are used for emotional moments to bring pathos into a story. Some
3: people find it really off-putting, and I don't blame them, because at heart I am a abusive
0: father figure. But also, it can reflect people's actual relationships with their actual families. And so if they relate to it, that is also okay.
3: This relationship is complicated, but but in a way that we we all like to have a little laugh
1: at sometimes. I hate you, Peter, but I love you, but I don't know how to express that. Why can't either of us do a southern accent for this character? We both have other accents.
0: Yeah. Peter's real dad did not actually care for him, and only you wanted to use him as a means to an end. By contrast, Yondu, who cannot express himself, does love Peter and ends up expressing it before his death. That is why the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is emotional for some viewers.
3: This is also contrasted with Thanos, who does... Believes himself to love both Gamora and Nebula, but expresses it in a very terrible way. He's deluded, but when people say that he didn't actually love Gamora, they're wrong. He believes that he does. It's just that his version of love is bad and toxic and abusive. It's becoming these characters are more complicated than some people want to give him credit for.
0: <laughs> it's either Jim Ross or Stone Cold. It's one or the other. <laughs> uh, my my apologies to Michael Rooker. Uh, anyway, dude throws away the gift, and it makes Peter sad. In the flashback, this so is
3: superhero stories are basically stories of people who have complicated relationships with their father figures. Yep, that's true. Garth has built his
1: career on this. By God, these superheroes have
2: families.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah. Anyway, Kraglin explains this to Mantis, who knows that she's Peter's sister, Star-Lord's sister, but Star-Lord doesn't know that she's his sister. Right. Half-sister. Half-sister. She's also Ego's daughter. So, Mantis, wanting to do something nice for her brother, half-brother, decides to go kidnap Kevin Bacon. So, she and Drax go to Earth, go to Los Angeles, walk down the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and aren't noticed, because everybody there is wearing a goofy-ass costume.
1: I like them but they're all dressed up as, like... Like there's a bunch of people dressed up as like Marvel characters, like there's Captain Marvel, uh, there's yeah. Captain America. Captain America, I, I, I kind of get. It's weird that there's a Captain Marvel. She's unless she did more stuff on Earth between Endgame and uh, and Infinity War and Endgame, because
0: I mean, like she, she played a pretty big part in the end of Endgame.
3: Are
1: there are there television cameras there? Because, like, because also, this is a thing that I had, like, I'm willing to be like, yes, okay, that's exactly what happened. But also, like, Kamala Khan has, like, Jamie McKelvey drawings. Like, Jamie McKelvey posters. uh, Like, Terry, she has a, she fully has a Terry and Rachel Dodson poster in her room. And it's like,
0: why did the Dodsons draw that in this world? I feel like in the Marvel. Cinematic Universe, the brothers who made Endgame, the Russo brothers, made Avengers Endgame. It was you just think- the real life story of of how they the Avengers defeated Thanos. You think they made like a documentary? No, I think they made a fictionalized oh, account. Like a, like, a, like a okay of the events, and so that's how everybody knows who Captain Marvel is. Do you think they got Brie Larson? Yeah, so Brie Larson exists
1: in that world. Yeah. So there's just an actress who was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, who look, looks exactly like Carol Danvers.
0: She Hulk confirmed that Robert Downey Jr. exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay.
1: All right. Because
0: Allie McBeal exists. Was he on Allie McBeal? He was. So anyway, they 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 go kidnap Kevin Bacon. Yes. And they get upset that Kevin Bacon
1: is an actor. Do you think uh, Kevin Bacon was like really mad that in the Marvel universe in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that he didn't get the part playing uh the guy that Moon Knight
0: fights? I mean, he still could. As we've established, these actors exist and also there are characters that they play that just look like them. I thought I thought I thought Ethan Hawke was Kevin Bacon for like two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> he does have that kind of like look about him on that show, doesn't he? It's a sharp cragginess. Mm. I don't think it's bad. Not yeah. don't want to be rude, but anyway, uh, they kidnap Kevin Bacon. And Kevin Bacon initially reacts very poorly to that. <laughs> Being kidnapped by Dave Batista, I would also. So, Mantis does her Mantis stuff on him and makes him love being there. Uh, There's some so, bits where he's
1: talking on the phone to Kira Sedgwick, but she does not appear.
0: She does not appear. He's just talking to her on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. About, like, oh, when are we going to meet up for Christmas? That kind of stuff. Those two have been married but, since 1988. Yeah. Good for them. One of the rare Hollywood success stories. Good for them. Also, uh, on Earth, Drax flips over a cop car and fights some cops, and good for him. Yeah, good good, good for t- –
1: I wonder if Big Dave requested that. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, back- listen, 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 listen. Big Dave? Big Dave Batista? Mm-hmm. The animal? He knows what's up. He knows what's up. Yeah. He walks for miles
0: inside that pit of danger. Big Dave. I want to know what, if if Big Dave and The Undertaker ever hang out, what do they talk about?
1: They definitely don't. (laughs) (laughs) Like They definitely fully don't. Dave Bautista and Mark
0: Calloway do not hang out. I think they disagree about a lot of things, but they also have a mutual respect for each other. I, I mean, I think they respect each other's work,
1: but like, I mean, look—we know who the Undertaker hangs out with, if anyone. The Godfather, yeah. Which is also weird, yeah. But like, it, it's it's BSK baby. That's who he hangs out with.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bone Street Crew.
1: Yeah. So he All hangs right. out. With, he yeah. hangs out with Charles Wright, but I bet they don't hang out anymore. I don't know.
2: I well, really don't know.
0: I do not think the Undertaker smokes weed. You don't have to smoke weed to hang out with the Godfather. Oh, uh, I don't think you have to, but I do think it is it is encouraged. You could just be around. And, well, the Godfather does it. Anyway. He might still hang out with Midian. Maybe. Anyway, maybe. BSK. Get a tattoo. They go back to nowhere with Kevin Bacon. They put him in a big Christmas present. Like on Raw. Mentis the
1: right. He's freaking Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah. Jim Cornette is going to is gonna say that if, when Kevin Bacon comes out of a box, he's over. Uh, and he's going to say something racist.
2: <laughs> Kevin Bacon!
1: This, this Kevin Bacon! <laughs> Having a real hard time with Southern accents today. I don't understand it.
0: I'm just uh, telling it like it is. I mean... And if you don't like it, you're just going to have to deal with it.
3: And this big guy, Drax, flipping over cop cars.
0: That's actually a pretty good cornet, I think. That was not a bad cornet, yeah. So Thank you, fuck you, bye! Upon seeing that they've kidnapped Kevin Bacon, Star-Lord sees this and he's like, You kidnapped Kevin Bacon? No, you have to take him back right now. <laughs> like, what have you done? No. You used magic on him? You used your powers on him to make him happy to be here? No. Undo that.
1: This is not good. Peter actually goes like, this is really fucked up. And (laughs) this
0: is bad. (laughs) Yeah. Which is pretty funny. Uh, Essentially, though, so Mantis undoes her her. Doc- docility powers on Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon starts flipping out, but then he learns about how Peter got kidnapped and didn't really have a Christmas, and blah, 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 and so he decides to stay for a while and help and actually like be part of the Christmas celebration. Ma- after all of this is over, Mantis reveals to Peter that she just wanted to help him have a good Christmas, because actually she's his sister. And Peter, I in maybe the best acting moment I've ever seen Chris Pratt have. Peter says, "I have a sister?" That's the best Christmas present I could ever get." And he like hugs Mantis and it's very sweet. It is very sweet.
1: I, I- I would not have blamed James Gunn if he had done a shot-for-shot recreation of the Folgers commercial.
0: <laughs> That's all. It's it's very no, it's very nice. You can tell that James Gunn has matured because he didn't do that.
1: Yeah, l- mm, a little bit, like since Mature. when?
2: Since like since like not, since Dawn of the Dead? <laughs> since Super? Okay, all right, sure. Yeah, it's Super. Also, we get the full story
0: of Yondu. Peter ends up telling the whole Yondu story, which is that, oh, y- y- I'm Yondu. I'm going to do something that's mean like an asshole and throw away your gift. But then when you get up to the, the cockpit of the ship, I'm going to be nice and give your gift back to you.
3: This is, this is a, I'm, I'm going to use a tactic commonly used by abusers. But it's going to be nebulous whether I mean it maybe or if, if I mean it sincerely because I just have a lot of difficulty and probably had a bad home life myself.
0: It was pretty good, Michael Rooker, right at the beginning. Yeah, I lost it. I lost it. I'm sorry. I mean, because I feel like I have to be because I'm in charge of a criminal group, but I actually love... My son, my adopted son, but I can't show him.
3: But I can't show him because I don't know how. Because
0: because weakness is vulnerability. I got an arrow. I'm the leader of the Ravagers. They have to. I have to keep them in line. I'm from
3: South Space. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, boomers have weird relationships. With their Gen X children. And this is reflected in a lot of media made by people of those generations.
0: High points of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, Chris. Uh, I did like the appearance
1: from uh, the old 97s as the band. That uh, is
0: the the big musical uh, number right at the beginning.
1: Yeah, which did not expect to see the old 97s. Should have been Fountains of Wayne, but R.I.P. to uh, Adam Schlesinger of uh, who, who passed away in 2020 of COVID, one of uh, a a phenomenal songwriter. I do think they play. Uh, I want an alien for Christmas in this, though.
0: They do. They're uh, like many Guardians of the Galaxy things. The music selection in this is kind of like eclectic and good and fun. Yeah. Like you know, you got to get Fairy Tale in New York in here. Yeah. And uh, Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses. A lot of that in here. I I enjoyed the music selection in this. I also enjoyed the appearance of the old 97s. And I liked their song about what they think Christmas is. Which is very fun. Yeah. Uh, Because they don't really know what Christmas is and how it's celebrated, so they're just guessing. (laughs) I do like that it is a good
1: version of the bit of we like we've only heard about christmas through space telephone and yes. so we don't know what the like we don't we we're we only really understand like all the weird bits but we're also still really excited about it like we still think it's good which i, I it's a it's a good needle to thread because it's not like you know Christmas sucks because a guy breaks into your house. It's like, yeah, you know this guy. He, he comes to your house
0: <laughs> and judges you on your morality. Yeah, and Chris Pratt's reaction. Like, Chris Pratt is mostly in this to react to things, which I guess is mostly his deal in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies entirely. Yeah. Um, we do get a lot of really
1: good, uh, the Wombats, uh, Is This Christmas, is in this. That's a really good song. It uh, is. I, I did check. They do play uh, I Want an Alien for Christmas by Fountains Way, Wayne, which is a good one
0: uh oh. but but his reactions to the song, which is just like no that's not that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> those are good. I like those uh the Big Dave is great in this as he often is as Drax,
1: yeah, Batista and Pom Clementif are both uh very good in this
0: she's the real star of the show she is mantis is is making a case. For a mantis solo project in this, I feel like. Yeah. She's so good. She's a great mix of like funny and emotional. And like, again, that final scene with her and Star Lord, where she reveals that she's his half sister. Like, it's, I mean, it's the formula for all of the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, where it's just like, Funny, 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 silly, goofy, pathos. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but it works. It works on me, <laughs> and I liked it. Yeah,
1: like she's she's really good and has really good comedic timing. I do feel like Drax and Mantis are the two two characters who write, like write themselves. Like, if you're it's gonna, true. if you want to knock out your skirt pretty fast, no disrespect those are the two characters like it, it everything's very it's it's kind of every easy bit right it's it I, I, a lot of the bits are just the first thought you would have of of these two characters chasing after Kevin bacon
0: i don't think that's wrong but i also think that this special does a good job of avoiding what i think is the biggest problem in Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 which is that often in that movie Drax is just mean to Mantis and the the gag is the joke is he's mean to her but she doesn't know that he's being mean so she reacts positively that's not the dynamic here and this dynamic is better yeah uh low points chris
1: uh like i said it is it is kind of like th- there's a couple of really really good bits in this the reaction to finding out kevin bacon is an actor is a pretty strong bit uh but like again a lot of it is very that's yep that's the joke you would write for this uh, Yeah, it's i, I, it's I don't true. think is, is necessarily bad but much like with the mickey special no surprises no n- nothing it 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 didn't surprise me and and make me happy like the halloween special did and maybe that was just the novelty of seeing like new characters but i do like already like these characters i don't like either of the characters as much as i like the idea of elsa bloodstone but still
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's probably not quite as good as werewolf by night uh, that special, but I, I did like it. I, I do think that there are parts where like, the weirdly enough, I think the weakest thing, part of this is the action stuff. Like the stuff where they're chasing Kevin Bacon and flipping over police cars, which is fine. I mean, I'm glad they flip over police cars, but like it's not really in service of much. It's just to get some action in there. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? because they have to like chase after Kevin Bacon when he runs away. It's there t- to check a box of having an action sequence, but I don't think it's necessary. And ultim again, ultimately I think it's the weakest part of the of the special. I also think some of the gags don't land. Like yeah, for sure. like like with the other Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Some of the gags are really good and funny, and some of them don't land. <laughs> Chris, what are our final thoughts for these Disney Plus Christmas specials? Perfectly fine. Enjoyable watches. I think they're great things to put on while you're decorating, even though we're well past the time of decorating now. But, like, if you have a Christmas party, you want to have something on in the background. If you have small children and you want to show them a Mickey thing, the Mickey thing is great. If you have preteens or teenagers and want to watch something with them, Guardians of the Galaxy, great. They're perfectly enjoyable Christmas entertainments. Yes. No surprises. No great shakes. Nothing necessarily earth-shattering, but perfectly enjoyable. Perfectly enjoyable. Anything else, Chris, or are are we done? I, I
1: think uh, I think we're done,
0: buddy. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed our discussion of these two Disney Plus Christmas specials. Uh, if you would like to contribute to our show and help us out here uh, on this show and War Rocket Ajax and uh, all the stuff we do here at Clytus Media, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash Ajax and kick, us, kick in as little as a dollar a month uh, to make sure that we keep doing uh all the shows we do on uh, a monthly basis. You can email us at moviefighterscast at gmail.com. Uh that's our show's email address where you can suggest things for us to watch and uh, get in touch with us for other reasons if uh you have something to get in touch with us about. We're on Tumblr at moviefighterscast dot tumblr dot com and uh you can contact us in other ways uh like on Twitter at war rocket pod. Uh, if you have movie fighters things to talk about there, great. You can get on our war rocket ajax Discord to talk about movie fighters there. Uh, lots of places to get in touch with us. If you want to find me and my stuff, I'm at MattDWilson.net. That's where you can find links to my comics, my books, my other podcasts and my social media accounts. Chris, where can people find you?
1: Everybody can find everything that I do at the-isb.com.
0: That's it folks. We hope you have an absolutely wonderful Christmas, if you celebrate it. Uh, If you don't, we hope the holidays you do celebrate are great. Or if you don't celebrate any holidays at all, that you have a lovely December and a wonderful new year.
2: Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy
1: December.
0: Uh, We'll be back with another movie in February, probably something Valentine's-y. And uh, we'll be trying some snacks in January, so come back then. See you then, everybody.